Welcome to the Bowen Christian Family Centre podcast channel. You're about to hear a message recorded at one of our Sunday gatherings. We pray you are blessed and enjoy this inspiring message. So we are doing a series, You Will Be My Witness. And uh, it's coming from Acts chapter 1, verses 8, and it says, But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, in all Judea, and Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. Now that is a pretty hectic um, little, um, I suppose, mission that we have. It's not really a little mission, it's a big mission. Uh, to be God's witnesses to the ends of the, of the, of the earth. To share the love of God and who God is to people all over. That's big. That is not small. That is big. And um, when I was reading this verse, I was like, you know what? I might be wise about this and, and look around and see what's happening around this verse. Because we all know that in the Bible, context is important. So we can't just pick a scripture out of anywhere and just read it. We need to make sure we have it in context. So um, I read... Acts chapter 1 to 11, and it says this. In my former book, Theophilus, I wrote about all that Jesus began to do and to teach until the day he was taken up to heaven after giving instructions through the Holy Spirit to the apostles he had chosen. And after his suffering, he presented himself to them and gave many convincing proofs that he was alive. So this is pretty much he's just saying Jesus died rose again, and then he just showed that he rose again. He was like, yo, I'm back. They were like, what? He's like, I'm back. That's pretty much what happened. That, oh, it, like, imagine that, really. You would have been like, oh, Jesus is dead. It's so sad. And then he's like, hey, fam. You're like, what? Hey, mate. How are you? I wouldn't probably say, hey, mate. I'd be like, yes. I'd be jumping around for joy because God's good. Um, <laughs> amen. <laughs> Jesus rose again. Is that not exciting? Yeah, come on. Like Jesus. All right. We can be, we can be lively. All right. It's Sunday night. We are setting ourselves up for an amazing week. We can be lively. Let's get ready for our week. So Jesus rose from the dead. Yeah. Come on. Come on. Amen. Amen. Um, so he appeared to them over a period of 40 days and spoke about the kingdom of God. On one occasion... Uh, while he was eating with them, he gave them this command. Do not leave Jerusalem, but wait for the gift my father promised, which you have heard me speak about. For John baptized with water, but in a few days, you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. Come on. Come on. Yes, we got a Pentecostal in the house. <laughs> Let's see if we got any more. <laughs> but in a few days, you'll be baptized with the Holy Spirit. <laughs> Come on. Oh, it's just like an eruption of speaking in tongues. Come on. <laughs> then they gathered around and asked him, Lord, are you at this time going to restore the kingdom of Israel? He said to them, it is not for you to know the times or dates the Father has set by his own authority, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. 
And you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, in Judea, Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. Come on. After he said this, he was taken up before their very eyes, and a cloud hid him from their sights. They were looking intently up into the skies as he was going, when suddenly two men dressed in white stood beside the men, uh, stood beside them. Men of Galilee, they said, why do you stand here looking into the sky? This same Jesus who has been taken from you into heaven will come back in the same way you have seen him go into heaven. One, 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 one verse I want to take out of that and just, and just touch on a little bit is Acts 1 verses 4. And it says, on one occasion, while he was eating with them, he gave them this command. Do not leave Jerusalem, but wait for the gift my father promised, which you have heard me speak about. Now, we know that the promise that he was speaking about was the promise of the Holy Spirit. See, I find it quite interesting because... Back a little bit, Jesus was like, hey guys, this is the Great Commission. You're going to go out. You're going to make disciples of all nations. You're going to baptize them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Like, go out, go out. And now all of a sudden, Jesus is like, hey, stay there. Don't leave. Stay in Jerusalem and wait. And I was thinking to myself, why? Why would Jesus tell them to go, but then tell them to stay? Why would Jesus tell them to, to go out, make disciples, but then tell them to wait? And I started to think. Jesus knew his followers. Jesus knew his apostles. He knew his disciples. He, he knew that they were about to struggle when they didn't have Jesus with them. Because it's all they knew. You know what I mean? Like these guys were fishermen. They were ordinary men. They, they, they were tax collectors, which were not the best of people. But these, these guys were these different types of people. Just doing ordinary jobs, living ordinary lives. All of a sudden, Jesus comes up and is like, hey, come with me. And they're like, oh, okay. And then they start seeing Jesus do miracles. They start seeing Jesus feed 5,000 people with a couple of loaves of bread and a couple of fish. And Jesus starts to do all these crazy things. So all of a sudden, these guys are filled with confidence. These guys are like, you know what? We can do anything. Like, we got Jesus with us. Like, we can do whatever. We can do anything. Like, I'm going to cut a guy's ear off, and Jesus is going to bring it back. Like, uh, it, there, there is no... Like, Jesus raised people from the dead. They seen this. So these guys were walking around filled with confidence. And it kind of made me think, um, I used to play football back when I was in grade nine. Uh, I was a winger. I know, I know. People look at that and like, shouldn't you have been like a second row or something? <laughs> no, I was a winger. I was the chubbiest winger you've ever seen. But I was a winger. And um, we had a pretty good team. And I think a lot of it came down to one of our players. Um, so in them younger years, like when you're older, like you got one good player, that doesn't really make your whole team. But in them younger years, you know them games how you like, just get the ball to him. Just get the ball to him. Like whatever, have every play, that's your go-to play. You're like, just get the ball to him. So we had a guy on our team named Corey Jensen. He now plays for the Cowboys. 
Um, he's pretty good. He's pretty good. He's pretty big. So we're in grade nine. He was like 75, 80 kilos or so in grade nine. He was fit as anything. Like he would, he was like one of the fastest on the team. He would last the whole game, man. He was a beast. He, he went to the gym. He like, he used to train with his granddad. His granddad used to be like a professional athlete trainer. So he's just like training with his granddad. And we all knew, like we had confidence. We're like, man, we went like, we got this. Like, if anything happens, or even if a fight broke out, man, like, the whole team just stand behind him, and he's like, no more fight, because no one would want to fight him, because he was big. But we were filled with confidence when he was on our team. I remember we played this one game, um, it, we were playing up near um, Cairns, and we were versing this team, and they were just full of really fast people, but none of them were very big. So, like, when we were defending, like, we struggled a little bit, because they were so fast, but then when we attacked, we just gave it to Corey, and every single time he ran the ball, no, he was just like, boom, 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 see ya, because they were all small. No one could stop him. We were confident. We're like, you know what? Man, we've got the best player. But then when he was off the field, we were like, oh, uh, <laughs> who are we going to pass it to? You know what I mean? Like, who's going to score our tries now? Or if, or if he couldn't come one week, we were like, what? He's not going to be there? Like, what are we going to do? <laughs> How are we going to win without him? I have a feeling that Jesus knew his followers were going to be pretty similar. That when he left, they were all of a sudden like, oh, no, we just lost our best player. Oh, no, what are we going to do? Oh, no, we, we are now lacking. We no longer have what we had before. See, Jesus is a smart man. And God is smart. He knows what we need. So, uh... Jesus said to him, do not leave Jerusalem, but wait for the gift my father promised. But wait, but wait, before you go out and try and do anything else, before you go out and try and make disciples of all nations, before you go out and try and do all these things, just wait. Wait for what the father has promised. Wait for the gift that the father has promised. See, the disciples knew the Great Commission. They knew what they were called to do. They knew what they had to do. And Jesus was like, no, no, wait. Because Jesus didn't want them to have to do it alone. Jesus didn't want them to go out. He wasn't willing to chuck them out and feed them to the wolves. He's like, no, 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 wait. Before you go, you need power. You're not going in your own strength. You're not going by yourself. You need to wait for the gift that God has given us, and that gift is the power of the Holy Spirit. Jesus wanted them to go out not being empty-handed, but he wanted them to go out filled with the boldness and the courage and the power that the Holy Spirit provides. Then they waited. In Acts 1, 12 to 14, it says, then the, And then the apostles returned to Jerusalem from the hill called the Mount of Olives, a Sabbath day's walk from the city. I don't know about you, but we are very blessed to live in the time we do. Like, I could not imagine, like, oh, well, just going to go back to Jerusalem, see you tomorrow. Like, <laughs> have to walk a whole day to get somewhere. Man, I used to whinge when I was at home for walking, like, to school. But, Mom, can you take me to school? No. Why? It's just there. It's like two k's down the road. I'm like, it's too far. 
Well, see, these guys, they, they walked like all this way. I, I think it's incredible. I think it's incredible. So they walked there. They went there and they stayed there. And they waited. But see, I think some of us have a different idea of what it means to wait. Like some of us think like, oh yeah, I'm just waiting for a mate. (sighs) He'll be here any moment. I'm just waiting. Oh, what are you doing? Oh, just waiting. Just waiting. Some of us think that we need to wait with no action. That we just sit and wait. But see, when these guys waited, they didn't just wait like that. They didn't sit there and just scroll through Facebook. They didn't sit there, throw, scroll through Instagram and be like, oh, I'm waiting to hear a word from God. Just waiting to hear a word from God. <laughs> That's on YouTube and stuff like that. I think we've lost the concept of waiting. Like, waiting isn't a bad thing. But waiting doesn't mean we're doing nothing. So they waited. And it says this, when they arrived, they went upstairs to the room where they were staying. Those present were Peter, John, James, Andrew, Philip, Thomas, Bartholomew, Matthew, James, Simon, Judas, son of James. Have to add the son of James and add the sons of everyone else, just so everyone's aware. Um, they all joined together constantly in prayer, along with the women and Mary, the mother of Jesus and his brothers. Jesus told them to wait. They didn't just go and sit in the room have a cuppa, and do nothing. No, they went, and they started to pray. They started to press in to God. Another thing as well is they went along, and they're like, you know what? We need to replace Judas, so we're going to do that. Let's go to God. Let's pray, and and let's replace Judas. So then um, they replaced Judas with Matthias, or Matthias, 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 Matthias whatever you want to say. But Judas was replaced. See, they didn't just sit there and go, oh, we'll just wait. And then when God does something, we'll, we'll do something. No, no, no. They were like, you know what? We need to get prepared. They, need, they were like, you know what? There's only 11 of us. There needs to be 12 of us. Because at the moment, we're, 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 we're one short. We're one short at the moment, but, but we need a full team. Because we need to get ready. Because, man, Jesus said it, God's bringing a gift. Jesus said there's going to be a gift and it's going to be power. He's going to be the comforter. He's going to be the encourager. He's going to be the one to give us power. We need, we need to get ready for this. Like, let's not just sit and wait like this. Let's sit and, and let, let's, let's wait with expectation. Let's wait with anticipation. Let's wait, but not just wait. Let's prepare in our waiting. See, they prepared for what was to come while they were waiting. There's some of us, we're like, ah, oh, just waiting for a word of God. Don't just sit and wait and do nothing. Be in your bedroom prayerful. Pray for a word of God. Start to declare God, God, I thank you that you're going to give me a word. I thank you, God, that you're going to show me where I need to be. Don't just be like, oh, I'm just waiting for God to turn up. Go to God and be like, God, I'm going to wait, but I'm going to wait on you. I'm going to wait with you. I'm going to be prayerful. I'm going to be talking to you. I'm not going to just sit here and just do nothing and wait for you to do everything in my life. We might be looking for a job or we might be looking for that promotion. Don't just wait and do nothing. Be prayerful. Start to declare it over your life. God, I thank you for the job you're going to give me. God, I thank you. Start to speak it out. Prepare yourself for that job that you might have. 
If it means that you need to start waking up at seven o'clock when you used to sleeping in because you don't have a job, start waking up at seven o'clock. Start to prepare yourself. Don't just sit around and wait for something to happen. Be purposeful in your moments of waiting. Because I honestly believe that God wants us sometimes to wait. But our time of waiting isn't just a time of nothing. It's a time of preparation. It's a time of, of prayer. It's a time of being expectant. So they waited with purpose. And see, sometimes we, we, we might have been prayed for, like someone might have been like, oh, I want to accept, I want to, I want to accept the Holy Spirit in my life. I want to be able to speak in tongues. And we go up and we get prayed for and, and nothing happens and we're like, oh, nothing happened. Maybe you need to go wait on God for that. Maybe you need to go home into your bedroom and be like, God, I thank you that I have the ability to speak in tongues. God, I thank you that I've been filled with your spirit and with your power. God, I thank you. I thank you. And start to not just sit there and go, oh, it didn't happen today. Maybe next time. Start to chase after it. Start to, start to believe God that he's going to do something in your life, that your life is going to be changed and transformed. Don't just sit and wait and be like, oh, someone else will do that or maybe next time. Nah. God doesn't want us to be a people who sit back. He wants us to be a people who are forward thinking. What do I need to do in my life to prepare myself for what is next? They waited. Then they became witnesses. They waited. And then like a rushing wind, the power of the Holy Spirit filled that room. They started speaking in different tongues. And they were baptized by the power of the Holy Ghost. They waited and God showed up. See, we are just like vessels. We're just like this lamp right here. It's a vessel. Can everyone see it? It's just like a lamp. It's my bed lamp from home. I just can someone remind me to take it home? <laughs> I'll get in trouble if I don't. Nah, kidding. I just want to be able to see. It's a vessel. And its purpose is to shine light. And I believe just like this is a vessel that we are a vessel. For God's presence, God's power, and God's spirit. Just like it is a vessel. We are also vessels that God wants to use. But see, we can't be used if we're not connected to the power of the Holy Spirit. Because at the moment, like, we know what it's supposed to do. But it's not doing anything, and it's not affecting anything, because... It's not connected. It doesn't have the power flowing through it. But see, what happens is, for dramatic effect, I'm going to turn the lights off. Ooh, that's dark. Oh, now I can't even see the plug. I can. Thank you. (laughs) But see, God said, let there be light. But see, all of a sudden... 
When we allow the power of the Holy Spirit to come into our life, into us being a vessel, it lights things up. And now I can see, like I can see there's a speaker there, I can see there's cords here, I can walk around and know that I won't trip because I can see, and all of a sudden, Holy Spirit is in my life. And all of a sudden, things are starting to change in my life. I can see a bit better. I can do things a bit better. But see, I believe God has more for us than just this. I believe Holy Spirit isn't just for us. I believe the power of the Holy Spirit, like his word says, I want you to go out and be my witness. Right now, I can't really be your witness because I can't really see you. But see, that's cool for me, but I don't want to just be a witness for me. I don't want to just be able to see what I can do in my life. I want to be more like a floodlight. Because see, a lamp's good and all, but it doesn't help many people. But see, when I connect to a floodlight, all of a sudden, I know, so it's a bit bright. All of a sudden, it lights up the room. Now I can see every person's face. I can come. I can help you. That's what the power of the Holy Spirit will do when we allow him to come and fill our life. Yeah. Man, God doesn't want us to just have the Holy Spirit and the power of the Holy Spirit for ourselves. He wants us to be a witness to the ends of the earth. We can't go to the ends of the earth without the power of the Holy Spirit. If I could get the band up, please. It's amazing what the Holy Spirit will start to do in our lives when we fully go, you know what? I'll turn these back on and turn that off because it's probably real bright in people's faces. But it's amazing what the Holy Spirit can do in our lives when we allow his power, his true power. Like, let's not settle for less. Let's not settle for, oh, I've got the Holy Spirit and it's so amazing for me. Like, oh, thank you, God, for sending your, your Holy Spirit. Yeah, he did. But he didn't just send it so you can sit in your bubble and so you can sit in your room and just read your book. He sent Holy Spirit so that you can have power, that you can go and you can be witnesses, that you would see healings, that you would see miracles, that you would see God do amazing things in people's lives, that we would see more and more people become um, sons and daughters of God, more and more people receiving salvation because of his power in our lives. Like you walk into a room with a lamp and you make a little bit of a difference. You walk into a room with a floodlight, man, you light that place up. People notice. They're like, whoa, what is this? What is this? Jesus has called us to be the light of the world. And the way we shine our light brightest is when we allow Holy Spirit into our lives to fill us so that we can become all that God has called us to be. The cool thing is that after the day of Pentecost, Peter and the other disciples, man, they just, they just went crazy. They were walking down streets and their shadows were just touching people and people were being healed. Like, that's the power of God. Let's not try and put God in a box and go, ah. Oh, I'll pray for you, but I don't think anything's going to happen. 
Or, or we see someone who's sick and we're like, oh, ah, no point praying. It didn't happen last time. Let's not, let's not be people with that kind of faith. Let's be people and go, you know what? God's called me to be a witness and I'm going to witness. I'm going to be a witness. I'm going to show you the power of God. We have so much opportunity. So much opportunity in our town, in our region, to plug into the Holy Spirit and let our light so shine. But not just our light, let His light shine. That we can be a witness for Him. Not trying to show how good we are. Not being like, oh, look at this, I'll heal you, I can do it. No, you can't do it, God can same power that conquered the grave lives in me, lives in you. There's nothing special about me. There's nothing special about Pastor John. There is a lot special about Pastor John, but we are are all ordinary people. We We become extraordinary when we allow Holy Spirit to move in our lives. I don't know about you, but I want to be a bit extra. And the only way we can do that is the power of the Holy Spirit. Thank you for tuning in to Bowen Christian Family Centre's podcast channel. For any more information on our church, the preaching, or Jesus and Christianity, feel free to check out our church website, www.withsundayacc.com.au.